right, looks like we're back for another episode of GVS. Welcome, everybody. Hope your week's going well. Sorry for the delay last week with the uh, Wednesday episode. I was just trying to get that whole thing sorted out with uh, Anchor versus using the old tried and true. Or Zencaster has just been, you know, something else. But, you know, it's a work in progress. I'll keep working at it. I'll get better at it eventually. But uh, so this week, uh, Seti, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. I'm good. How are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm, doing, I'm just hanging out. Uh, we, we got Cantrell on the podcast, too. We're going to be trying to talk about our new show coming out that's going to be dropping next week. Uh, finally, we're going to get some episodes of Anime Gunpoint out there for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Is that, what you're, is that the name you're going with? Anime at Gunpoint? Well, that's the working title for right now. It's Weeb oh. Wednesday's Anime Gunpoint. So, okay. Just curious. I mean... Yeah, sounds fun. Sounds like it's going to be uh, really cool, really fun, really awesome. Yeah, we got the, we recorded Monday for the first one, and we're still working on you know, like just like how we did with the with the first episode for this podcast. It's it's all work in progress. We're seeing like what's going to work, what's not going to work. Uh, can't you, you you were telling me that uh, he he actually wrote you were sorry. I keep refer- I'm, <laughs> I keep talking about Cantrell like he's not in the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy, but uh, you were you wrote me a nice little segment about like what we could do for the uh, for next week's or for the next episode that we do, and um, I was like, yeah, no, I like all these ideas. Yeah. For, uh, well, when we were recording, it, we realized that if we just it was like five minute intros, five minute extra, and then we're like, all right, well, that's not a whole lot to give people, is it? <laughs> so we gotta add a little something to it. Great. But we're but we're doing three episodes. So the first three, and was Attack on Titan. Sorry, I'm chewing. And um, no, what what are you chewing? If you're gonna eat in our ear, you should at least tell us what you're eating. <laughs> I'm crunching on some nuts. <laughs> okay. I have no shame. I'm so sorry, folks. If it was that loud, this mic, I guess, is really good now. No, it's not loud. It's just you, know. you got something in your mouth. Yeah. Nuts in your mouth. Just tell us about it. Tell us about the experience, man. Dry roasted. <laughs> They're dry roasted, lightly salted. I can't have a lot of salt these days because you know my 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 sensitive tummy. But you know it's fine. No shame. I like nuts. I do. It's a big part of my new diet. Well, it's cool, man. It's great. You guys are starting something new. I'm excited about it because you know I love anime, so. I'm looking yeah, well, hopefully we're gonna get you on a couple episodes too. You know, do you, we could do like the, the three man because um, Cantrell suggested for the next episode that we do, and it's actually one that my buddy Roper really loved. So I'm gonna have him come on, and we're gonna have our little breakdown and talk about it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. be cool. The more the merrier is the way I see it. So, yes, we now respect the whore. He loves that. Yes, mm-hmm. that's just me. I just can't help it. I I love rolling around in people. It's just. I don't know. Just makes me excited. So, anywho, if you, uh, you guys got anything that's been going on you want to talk about, other than uh, you know, just our show. Well, I mean, we'll get into the show later on the podcast and then other stories. But anything going on? Anything? Seti, how's the stuff going with the uh, with with the empire? Um. Well, we're doing pretty good. We got a new guy in who has really come and he's taking the lead. He's uh. Working on our prototype for the game, which is awesome. We've got screenshots. He recorded a video. We're going to have it up on Twitter, probably. And we're going to use that as our video for the Kickstarter campaign. And, um, yeah. 
that's been really good. So there's actual code written and visuals made for the game. So we're, we're, we're coming along pretty nicely. Also, so my team is working on the game, but I also have another team as a student team working at Prime Academy on the game as well. They're doing the demo. So my team is working on the prototype. Their team's working on a demo, and hopefully I can get these two teams kind of like racing towards an MVP and kind of get something together. And yeah, it's it's coming coming along very nicely. I'm actually proud of whoever loses the competition gets killed off the island. <laughs> well, it's good though. It's great. I'm 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 very happy. I'm very excited. We're very close to uh, the end. Of all things, it's great. Well, at least the end of this one journey, and then it's just going to be another one to try to get more games out there, to try to get the... And not even that, trying to get it out there, trying to get the whole thing with, with the advertising, trying to get the people to it. You know, it's going to be a many steps. But I think that know. part's the easy part. The hard part is actually getting a product out the door. Once you get it into the hands of people, they're going to be like, oh, this is good, or oh, this sucks. But at least, you know, because the way the game's dev cycle works now, it's like you do a beta, which means you put it into the hands of, you know, the YouTubers and influencers and you put it into the hands of, uh, you know, Game Informer and, you know, IGN and like show them what you have. And then they kind of shop it around and wreck it, destroy it, try to tear it apart, you know, and that gets the exposure. So I know the pipeline that we have to go through, which is, you know, YouTube influencers and these kind of gaming magazines and stuff like that. So, yeah, once they get their hands on it, the community will decide at that point, like, oh, am I interested? Oh, do I want to pick this up? And, you know, we'll get people. So I'm not... The the marketing is the easy part. Gamers are starving for something good, okay? (laughs) I'm not worried about the marketing or the, you know, getting in the hands of people because gamers are willing to try just about anything as we can see. Like we are so hard up and desperate for something good. So you're you're definitely right about that starving part because there's not been anything out there as of late, at least for me, that just been like, oh, I got to play this. I got to try it out now. I got to. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just Elden Ring and Ghost of Tsushima within the last couple of years. And that's just, and that's like one game a year. Yeah, one, literally fuck. one game a fucking year is about what we're getting at this point, which is tragic. Okay, tragic. But yeah, things are progressing, and as soon as we get the Kickstarter up, and as soon as we get the the crypto going for the little pre order bonus or whatever, we can start, uh, you know, getting people into the door for like the uh, what do they call it? What do they call it when they pre release a game and just let people into the trash beta? world? Before the beta, they do like some alpha. Kind of, yeah, usually they have like some kind of founders edition where people just get to run around like early access. That's what they call it. We'll we'll try to do early access before the beta to let people in who do who help us out on Kickstarter, and then you know then we'll use that time to balance the in game economy, and then yeah, it's gonna be great. We're going for it. Well, that's great, buddy. I'm uh, I can't wait to see how it turns out. Um, it's going to take over the world. That's how it's going to turn out. <laughs> and then I can't wait to be a part of this new world, whatever happens in the aftermath of it, right? Yes. The nuclear holocaust. Everyone's telling me that I should not do... I mean, I talked to my sister the other day, right? 
And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand why. Why is it when I tell people what I'm trying to do, they automatically go to, you know, Joseph Stalin. Like, wait a minute. Why, why are you comparing me to Stalin? Just like, yeah, Hitler had a good idea, too. It's like, dude, what do what do people think I'm trying to do here? It's not. I think said it just people are afraid of the change. Not so much you. It's because it's it's the the spirit that's possessing. No, <laughs> or at least in the, wow. <laughs> at least in terms of like how these changes come about. Usually come about in a horrifyingly grotesque and inhumane way. So we're just hoping that doesn't happen. It can easily happen. We're just hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping it don't. Y'all paranoid, bro. That's what it is. Y'all just paranoid. Y'all can't wait for something. The, the other shoe to drop. The other shoe to drop. I think you see something good and you think, wow, this is great. Where's the, like, what's the foreshadowing, though? Like, you're just looking for the <laughs> the bad to happen after the good. It's like, no, it's it's all good, bro. Really, it's all good. But I mean, don't. I, I, I. <laughs> I'm hoping and praying and wishing that I am just some fucking idiot and know nothing about it and mm-hmm. everything that I think is wrong. And I'm praying that it is. But just I just for me, I guess I it's just I guess I lived a shitty life or I picked shitty choice or I had shitty choices or I'm just shit at being shit. But, <laughs> you know, like I'm used to having the other shoe drop. I'm used to there being the knife behind the back. I'm used to being the, oh, this is great, and then no, it's not. Like so, I mean, it's okay. That's I mean, just for me. So I it's just, hard. To, it's hard to not have that. And it's like you're hitting us in the knee, Seti, and you're expecting us. Oh, why? Is, why are you jerking? You're hitting <laughs> us in the knee, Seti. Like I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. Like you're you're hitting me in the knee with a fucking sledgehammer, and you're and you're like freaking out. You're like, why are you reacting when I hit you in the knee? I'm like, well, it's it's just it's happening. This is, apparently this is a sensitive subject for people, and I, I'm not sure why it automatically goes to like, oh, this is you know you're, you're ushering in the end times. You know what you're doing is going to change everything and cause some kind of nuclear apocalypse. Or I'm not saying nuclear begin. apocalypse, but everyone at first it was dude they're gonna kill you like everyone yes. yeah no i'm thinking that i'm thinking that's what's gonna there's gonna be apocalypse in steady's <laughs> life where they're gonna just i i'm hoping that there's not some connection thing because of this whole podcast because now i have an intimate relationship with you so you're like oh inspect was his accomplice and then they're no, gonna come after no, my no, ass no, and then they're gonna no, drone I, strike my fucking house let's not use the term intimate relationship i, mean, that doesn't, <laughs> I don't like that okay. listen motherfucker i cried in your arm okay <laughs> I have cried in your digital arms before. We have we've had (laughs) numerous moments where we're just sitting in the car talking about life digitally, mind you. Please use another phrase, though. I mean, I don't uh, intimate digital intimacy. How's that? (laughs) No, that's even worse. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Moving right a fucking long. How's uh, about we just get into our first roll of the day? Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, right there we go. We could do that. Number nine. Do you have it out? Because I just closed I it. I like Idiot. Oh, okay. Number nine is the great outdoors. But where though? And it says which biome is best. The great outdoors. So is this just going to be in terms of, like, the video games that we play or, like, in terms of, like, the, I mean, the world that we just see as in, like, you know? I'm thinking this is more like, where are you outside? What is your ideal outside location? 
Like, where are you when you are in the great outdoors? Something gamers aren't really used to because we're shut in. You know, like we don't right? go outside. Touch grass, motherfucker. Where do you go? <laughs> Well, my allergies are so bad normally. <laughs> that, I mean, all right. I, I say that as a joke in me, but I have horrible fucking allergies. Oh, no. And I just started recently within the last, you know, like I said, having that whole man up fucking phase of my life now. I just stopped taking allergy meds. What? Hi, was man. that a good idea? Hi, baby. Uh, it was fucking horrible at first, but then my body was like, oh, you're just going to raw dog it? And I'm like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess we got to fucking play along. Mm. And they didn't hit me as horrible. Like I just got you. Like, but I was doing some really like insane exposures type shit. Like I would have just these horrible times. Like for the first year after uh, John passed, and I had to start mowing the grass because I'll, I'll admit that I was a privileged little pussy boy that never had to lift a finger his entire goddamn life for anything. <laughs> I was a little fucking prince. Wow. So I didn't have to mow the grass. I didn't <laughs> have to do any of that yard work type shit. And then when he died, so much. yes, yes, that's why explains <laughs> them so fucking useless and incompetent. Holy shit! But what's it called? It um, you know, I just didn't never had that experience anyway. So and then John was the type of guy who was like, I'm not going to do it twice, so I'm just going to fucking do it the first time. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, never had that experience. But after he died, and I had to start doing that shit myself then it was i like the first couple months had to wear a mask when i was doing it jesus because it was just hitting me so fucking bad i was like just think about how much of a bubble boy you have to be where you have to wear a mask just to breathe (laughs) normal air like what the fuck it was it was when i was mowing the lawn when when it was um are you trying to tell us that that your great outdoors is just the front lawn please i hope you have bigger ambitions than that my dude like uh no i i will say though for just as a joke like that that was that was my oh, okay. preface that joke but uh i've gotten better at doing this but i really do love like mountain hikes so i really like that type of like, mountain hiking yeah because it's mostly dirt and rocks and leaves and you know what i mean so it's not as much pollen i would say depending but i'm never i'm not going to any like southeast asian crazy countries where they got like you know the giant bees and they're uh, harvesting that honey that could fucking like what's it called like make you lose your shit but oh, the hallucinogenic honey dude that'd be awesome yeah i ain't doing i ain't doing that shit but for the <laughs> the little nature hikes that i've been on around you know my local areas like i do prefer like hiking trails stuff like that so that's that's my ideal hmm. just semi-adventury type stuff okay so just like in the woods in a kind of a rocky mountain area yeah okay that's nice. I mean, what what part of the world do you think best represents that kind of biome, you think? Uh, well, I, I remember when I was out in California, there was a uh, – I went to go to Yellowstone. Not not a Yellowstone. It was uh, Yosemite. Sorry. Another mm. W. Yosemite, which was uh, beautiful. And, like, the giant redwoods and being just I, – I went through three different seasons in one day. <laughs> just of like because i went in october this time of year and just going through the top and then going through the the, the very bottom and the the hot and the, it's just crazy i had to like take shirt layers were coming off and on the whole fucking time and it was uh it was something else. i i love that type of shit it was uh but i mean there's also great things about the desert where I was able to just see nothing for miles around, which is really kind of eerie, but at the same time kind of cool, because I got to see like what a 
a fucking thunderstorm looked like out in the distance. Mm. Like just laying on some town as I was driving towards it from like 100 miles back. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I do like like a lot of different biomes. So I I, I guess I'm kind of biased. I, I like... Yeah, spec can't pick. We already know the answer to that question. But what about our guests, though? Please tell Damn. us. Honestly, I forgot I was on. I thought I was listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just snapped him into reality yeah. real quick. I was listening to him. Oh wait, shit! After hearing about your intimate relationship, I kind of no, no. Nah. See, <laughs> what are you so afraid of, Seti? All right. Of people not understanding what you mean, that's what I'm afraid of. Obviously. Fuck them! No. If they don't understand, they're they're never gonna want to understand. So I don't care. What anyway. we have is beautiful. Cantrell, anyway. conti- continue, please. Yes, please. Um, I, I don't. I've lived in a lot of different places. My dad's military, so I moved around a lot. Well, honestly, the best place is the desert, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's hot in the summer, but you sit in the shade. It's cool, and the best feeling is like summer nights when it's like. 70 degrees out but it's warm and you're just cruising with the fucking windows down it's the best I, I mean I live in Colorado now so it fucking sucks it's cold <laughs> I hate it yeah I just I just left the desert after being there for like 10 years I'm like fuck this bro so which desert I mean which uh, which desert do you think embodies the best desert so far well I lived in the I think it's Chihuahua desert I'm from El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. So right off the border. So it's not as crazy as like Death Valley or fucking the Mojave. But I mean, I think the hottest I ever saw outside was like 108. I mean, I don't go outside anyways. So <laughs> it didn't really bother me. I mean, if it's 108, hell no, you'll go outside. What the fuck? That's yeah. way too hot. I'm pasty white too. I got sunburnt swimming at night from the moon. <laughs> I don't. I swear to God. I don't I don't know if I'm like the first recorded case of Moonburn, but it happened. <laughs> I love it. Oh god, it's horrible, man. It's just so Because I, I was like, I'm gonna go swim. It's night, so I didn't wear a shirt because I ain't trying to get sunburned. And then I, oh, the next day, I'm like, what the fuck? Happened? Can you tell we're gamers, folks? Can you tell? Can you fucking tell? Oh God! Spec has to wear a mask to go outside. I can't. I get moonburn. It's bad, bro. Oh God! This is so silly. Fucking hell, God damn it! But the desert, yes, you're right. You know, I think the desert is pretty cool. I love uh, the desert bloom, like when it when it comes to life and all the cacti get flowers and all the fucking little critters come out and start killing each other like i like desert bloom uh, monsoon season is amazing yeah because then you just see that random storm that pops up out of five minutes and then you know el paso the road would be flooded but like i said i don't go outside so that never bothered me <laughs> well shit man that's a good one the desert is a very good pick um yeah for myself i think I'm going to kind of go radical here and pick the ocean. I love being on water, near water. Bodies of water just give me energy and strength. I don't know why, but if I could just be out there with no land, just looking at water from horizon to horizon, that would be amazing to me. 
I have yet to experience this, but you know, there's I live in Minnesota. There's a ton of lakes around. Uh, this is the land of ten thousand lakes. Um, this is the where the Mississippi River starts, cuts right through the heart of St. Paul and Minneapolis, which is <clears throat> the Twin Cities, and yeah, the Boundary Waters up where the river starts. Um, it's really kind of just a thick mess up there, but people like it up there. Um, yeah, bodies of water. I'm, I'm always excited to be by them. Beaches, you know, that's kind of my uh, my pick for if I want to go outside, let's go to a lake. Let's go to the river. Let's go to a creek, you know. I'm not outside often, but if I, you know, but if I am, like, let's go down to the water. I will say just that statement alone makes Seti ten times more of a man than I'll ever be. What do you mean? I hate the water. Hate sharks. <laughs> Fucking petrified. I'm. Uh, they could be anywhere to me. They're to really? any, in the puddle that I walk by a little too deep. <laughs> Can't feel it. Ah, what's that? Touches me in the foot. I fucking freak the fuck out. Can't oh my god, yeah. it's not that bad. There's no sharks in lakes. Okay, calm down. So you think? There you go. And the birds aren't real either, right? I mean, when I found out he was afraid of sharks, I kept sending him pictures of sharks. Thanks, really? buddy. <laughs> just be a dick. That's I mean, the kind of friendship it, we have. That's such an irrational fear, too. You live in Connecticut, <laughs> dog. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, like, if I was afraid of gorillas, like, I live in fucking Colorado, bro. Like, when am I going to? I mean, now I'd say that there is probably a chance some Yahoo owns a gorilla that gets out and kills me. How mm. fucked up would that be? You know the most tigers are in captivity in Texas? Is that true? That makes sense, dog. Is that, that makes really? sense? Yes. God. Are they all just on like the Tiger King plant plantation or whatever? I mean, is that fucking something like that? <laughs> okay, that's weird. That's nuts. Useless fun facts brought to you by Spec. Right. You know there's there's Japanese monkeys in Texas too. How did that happen? There was a village in Japan that these monkeys White people. Kept. That's what happened. <laughs> Jesus. Well, kind of. The Japanese retired these monkeys, so they just shipped them off. They're like, look, whoever wants these can have them. And some dude in Texas was like, fuck it, I'll take it. And now there's just monkeys in Texas. Dude, that's awesome. I hope they, like, thrive. Are they, like, in captivity, or do they just, like... I think they're open now, because I know the guy who had them died. I don't know if they just... Dude. I mean, they're monkeys. They probably got out. Damn, how cool would that be? We don't have monkeys in the United States. We don't have like a a native primate. We got raccoons. Well, we got Bigfoot, dog. Oh, about Bigfoot. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> Bigfoot? <laughs> He's all over, man. People see him. He's real. Sure, sure. I mean, that's... <laughs> What the fuck is a cryptozoology term for Bigfoot? It's like, oh, uh, not biggest, real. Biggest footus. Something that's, <laughs> yeah, it's not fucking a thing. Whoever out there has seen Bigfoot, come on. Just stop, okay? Stop the cap, as they say. Or, or like yetis or anything to that extent. I think it's Asia, right? I don't yeah. know why people are so interested in creating like a North American primate. But it would be cool if there was one. I mean, there's grizzly bears, and those things are fucking monsters. Like, I don't think we really need to make something up. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, why why go for something fake when there's so much real scary shit out there? Like, could you imagine the first guy to see a grizzly bear? You just walk in, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then that's it. And then he didn't survive to tell anyone else that they exist. Yeah. So then someone else comes along, they don't know shit, and they're dead too. Damn, that's harsh. That goes poor back guy. to that there be dragons thing throughout right. history, you know. But that's another topic for another time. Yes, the outdoors are dangerous, everyone. So stay inside and play games. That's all you need to know. Stay strapped or get clapped. Sure, that too. You can't shoot a shark's back. I'll fucking try. <laughs> I will fucking try. Or I'll kill me before they before they get a chance to say, you didn't win, pop. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's just me being petty, I guess. <laughs> Not letting the shark fucking win. Well, yeah. Uh, would you like to start off, Cantrell, with our uh, with your game, that one game? Well, actually, it's a series. I was really thinking about this earlier. I was like, "Fuck!" You know, it's been twenty five years since Fallout came out, and they haven't done yeah. shit about it. Like Which nobody one? knows about it. I think it's Fallout One, but they're doing like the very years. first Fallout. Yeah. Oh shit! And Bethesda has like I think they did something for Fallout Shelter and some on that uh, seventy six, but they're not remastering anything. All that shit. I'm like, dude, what are we doing with Fallout here? Because they they're saying, oh, Fallout Five will come out after Elder Scrolls. Like, dude, we're not getting Elder Scrolls for like five more years, and then what? So sure. ten years for Fallout? Yep. Well, they're going to keep on releasing the updates for 76, and all the, you know what I mean? That's how they do it. They're going to games as a service now. We're living in that era. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a shame because 76 is a cool idea. They just put it in an engine that is not meant for multiplayer shit. That's like, if it was an Unreal Engine, it would be fucking great, but Bethesda's got to be different. Be like, no, we're going to use our own engine. Like CD Projekt did, and then... After the whole cyberpunk thing, they're like, fuck it, we're going to use Unreal 5 now. Yeah, the decision. But the new thing, everyone's switching to Unreal 5. Good. It's beautiful, man. It's amazing. Which I don't know anything about. I'm such a Luddite, so. I I mean, it's the fifth installment of Unreal. Like, I just, you know, that's the only thing I can tell you about it. Well, I know Obsidian is like. They keep flirting, like, oh, we're going to make a sequel to New Vegas. But I don't know. I mean, now that they're both owned by Xbox, Bethesda really doesn't have a choice. If Xbox is like, fuck it, let them make it. But they're busy. They got Avowed. They have Grounded, which just full released. I think they have Outer Worlds 2 and then something else that they haven't announced yet. Oh, you think that, um, what's it called? That, that old... What was it? It's that wasn't a handshake deal, but it was like one of those things. Where it was like if you because they the whole thing was if you don't score above an eighty five on Metacritic, then you will not get the rights. That Bethesda went to Obsidian and said that like you will never be able to make a New Vegas two or be able to touch another Fallout title if it doesn't if this game doesn't get above an eighty five on Metacritic. Well, it's that not their choice like, anymore. If Xbox, so that's what I'm saying. Like, is, yeah. you think that just faded away? Like, oh, huh, like rip up, rip up that fucking deal. Yeah, I mean um, that, and then. If you're Bethesda, a you haven't made a Fallout exclusive studio, which is stupid. Why you why you don't break it up? I don't know. But also, you're sitting there, and you're not doing anything with its IP for a decade. Like, give it out to people, even if they if they made a top down version again, or if they even remade one and two, that'd be sick. It'd be something for the fan base. True. 
but well, they haven't done this is shit. also along the t- terms of uh well we don't have to touch our games after we put them out because the community is going to do that for us that's also true yeah that's but that's this big stance that's why they still use the creation club that's what they still or the, or the creation engine that's why they still are so hardcore because well it's it's a very easily moddable thing that everyone knows how to work with so that's why we're never going to change it and you know and that, that's why they they relied on stuff and um for i was watching this whole thing during the development of oblivion where it was like i think oblivion was the first game that was the that launched the creation engine and they were like, yeah, no, we we knew that our systems were okay, and we just figured that they were gonna there was gonna be some modders that are gonna come ahead and make it better. Oh, that was like, oh wow, smart, hmm. very smart. That's I, why I, I can't knock Todd Howard. I mean, he knows what the fuck he's doing. And yes, those games are good because they are so easily modded on, and it gives them a community to gather around. I mean, that's why Skyrim will never die. <laughs> like, like, they understood, like, get people involved and it'll keep your game alive. And it worked. Yeah. Like, they're never going to remaster Oblivion because they have Sky Oblivion out. Yeah, why would they? It's like, we're well, going to go through a whole thing when they already have it done. And not even that, like, a, a lot of these consoles, there's only for PC for the most part anyway. So I was like, oh, well, that's where the money's going. So they're, they're Well, here's, okay, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. Um, my, my question about Fallout, though is was that wasn't that game created by like zenimax studio or was it created by bethesda zenimax i believe that was a a exclusive that was their title in the beginning and then they bought they got bought out by bethesda if i i think that's how the history Mm -hmm. went i could be mistaken you can't because this is can't trail story i don't want to i don't uh i don't remember i don't think i think zenimax is a parent company of bethesda i know there was some weirdness going on with fallout Bethesda and Zenimax, and then you had Obsidian in the mix, and now Microsoft owns Bethesda and Obsidian. Like, mm-hmm. but where does where does Zenimax fit into that? Because I know they got pissed when when Bethesda tried to do something with the online. I don't fucking know, man. It, it's confusing. Okay? <laughs> like, it's, it's a very much. weird incestuous Game of Thrones type. I know. It, oh God, it really is, especially with the Fallout series, because it just it, it became confusing. Like at one point they let other people work on it, but then they took it away, and now Microsoft owns them. It's like, what's gonna happen? Like, what does this mean? No one ever fucking knows because it's they're always making these goddamn deals and confusing the process. And, God, I think about how many IPs are just sitting there doing nothing because mm-hmm. people own them and don't want to do shit with them. Like EA is sitting on a gold mine of games that they just, you know what? I, I, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. But yes, Fallout. We all miss Fallout. I wish they would do something with it. It would be nice. Anything would be nice than nothing. Right? My God. It's okay. I'm, I'm I'm getting in there. We're gonna see some changes, bro. Believe me. We got seventy six still, so I mean that's seventy six is good. Yeah, I haven't gotten to. I'm still level ten or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, we gotta play that shit. It's still good, man. I enjoy days. the hell out of it. One of these days, we'll get back to it. All right. What about your game, sir? That one game this week. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna go with a semi-retro title. 
I will say. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go full. I, I mean, there's probably another PS2 game that I could bring up at some point, but that, that'll be for later. But I'm going to bring up Borderlands 2. Mm. Oh, shit. Borderlands 2 is my fucking jam. <sighs> Dude, of, what a of, great of Just the memories of being it. Because this was a, a time when I had... I was still living at home. I had internet connection, but I didn't have good internet connection. I had like that Nat Type Three or whatever the fuck, like that. Oh no, that fuck you internet connection. You know, like like you could look at it, but you can't touch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was one of those type things. Oh no. And I remember I couldn't play like Red Dead anymore because it was that shitty, but I could play Borderlands with people. So I remember my buddy Cap was able to play and then that's how i met soldier because we and then i found out that we live in the same state and it was that whole uh, ordeal that we, and we just hung out on that thing for eons and it would just i would do that thing where i would just drop shit and then just exit the game you know what i mean so it wouldn't save in time so i'd be able to come back like dupe, duping items for people and shit like i remember yeah. that stuff um but just and i was telling Cantrell this and Cantrell never played it so I like it, it kind of crushed me a bit, but I was like that the the intro song and of course like I think the heavy was exclusive for like three songs that were involved in Borderlands and that's how I got to know them as a band. But yeah, the heavy they did uh, what makes a good man that was a song that they used for some of like the live action promotional titles for the for like before the game launched, which I or the the trailers, sorry, not uh, title trailers. But yeah, they did live action trailers that were fucking dope, and that song was uh, using that, and I was like, oh wow, that's a fucking awesome song. They did Short Change Hero for the fucking theme, for the uh, the intro of the game, which is amazing, and then the ending credit song was How Do You Like Me Now. All three songs by The Heavy, and all three fucking amazing songs. And I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, like, just take me. I remember having the B-Shield and conference call, and just being able to solo Terramorphous at one point, when, when I was at my peak of playing, and then the game was like, yeah, no, we we understand this is too OP. So they went in, they made some balance. This is like the first time I went through a balance playing games. Hmm. So when I was no longer able to be Jesus incarnate, I was like, oh fuck, this isn't fun for me anymore. <laughs> I was so distraught. I was like, what they t- they massacred my boy? Like I was just so oh so torn up. But it was still a great game. I don't think I played through every DLC. I think I did most of them, but I just remember though, like it was just a, a blast of a, of a time that I had. The God memories damn. that I had playing with people. The memories just catch a ride, just all that <laughs> stupid bullshit. I know. Like, oh god, just it, it lives in my head rent free all the time. And like I said, I, I and I got three badass songs that I would be able to walk to class to um, when I was going to college. So. I, Borderlands I, 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 2 I, I really is a banger, Borderlands. man. That is just such a... Borderlands 1, 2, and 3. All bangers. Like, they are just good. You have 3, right, Seti? Yes, had, you, I okay. do. I never, I, I, never, I never picked it up, but I we game share now, so I might download it. Bitch, if you want to play that shit, hold up. After this, I will install it, and we will play that shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, that is That game is amazing the third one dude oh my god they did so many good things like i'm sad that we haven't played it now that you said you haven't played it because it is so good i mean the the guns that they put in that game they actually took i mean i'm only going to talk about one gun i'm not going to go into all the craziness that they have but there is a gun in that game called the egon 
E-G-O-N. It is okay. the Ghostbusters gun to a T. I, I was going to make a joke about, I was like, oh, like Egon the Conqueror from uh, Ghostbusters. But yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, it's fucking the Egon. It is the Ghostbusters. Like, it looks like a fucking proton pack gun. It shoots a fucking hilariously just like crazy beam that hit, shoots people, and when they die, they explode into like like you can leave a like a ghostly imprint on the wall behind them where they died, and their bodies like explode. So it it really does look like you're out there just busting ghosts. Like it's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, like the guns they came up with in the third one. I mean, I just have to give them a round of applause because, goddamn, they they keep making good fucking Borderlands games. I don't know how they do it, but they're always fun. They're always good. Um, I think people were sad about the first game, though. Like, they Why? were sad. People did. People didn't really like the characters in uh, the second one as much as the first one. Uh, well, they did put in a bunch of cool DLC characters, and I remember one of them was the Berserker, and that was my buddy Dave's favorite character. Yeah. And just we would just be going around screaming like, "I'm the conductor of the meat train!" <laughs> <laughs> everything that man said, like he, he was, he would make such a great D and D character because everything he said verbally was banana butt fuck crazy, but every thought he had on the inside of his head was like clear, calculated, coherent eloquent you know I mean? like that was all the inside but then when it came out and the trailer was perfect and yeah no like i said just a fantastic man D&D look character. go onto my account and start downloading that shit because we'll play the third one after this or at some point in the future after this yeah definitely i'll i'll, I'll install that and i think i have the handsome collection on my account because I think it was free or something to that extent, or it was yeah, like that heavily on sale or whatever the fuck like that. But I would love to. We even I think Dave and I and my buddy Roper, uh, we I think we started a campaign a while back, a um, or a campaign that we started a playthrough, and we just never finished it too. Did you uh, play the pre sequel? Uh, I started it by myself, mm-hmm. and you know it, it was just one of those things that I wasn't really. It's not that I wasn't into it. It was just that I wasn't a, a Borderlands guy anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, like, don't say that. Oh, that that hurts my soul, man. Pre sequel wasn't too bad. They're, did you they're play, all good. Did you play that? Um, what's it called? It was a Telltale game. Oh, the, the the drama series, Borderlands, the drama series. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get into those. Um, our boy Dominique, though, he he loves them. He's really into them. The God, I can't remember the, what they're fucking called, but yeah, they're like the storied. There's no real gunplay. You're just kind of doing your choose your own adventure type of shit in in the Borderlands, which is kind of yeah, different. Telltale Studios, which they're gone. <laughs> Are they? I think they went under. Then I don't know. They might have come back. I thought they were making a comeback. Are they? But I, I know they went bankrupt. I know they were. I know they were like, yeah, no, we can't sustain this anymore. So they might be just biding their time, growing their new thing. You know, who knows? I hope so. I hate to see. Why are you good, yapping at Mabel? Good companies go down. Jesus, what are you doing to that poor puppy? She's looking out the window, just hollering at me, like, "Do I gotta get the gun out? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> Jesus. 
Alright, uh, so this week my game is gonna have to be No Man's Sky. No Did I do Man's No Man's Sky, Sky already? Uh, I we we've talked about it. We brought it up as like side points as you live, but you never. So what was? But you never went into like what makes that game your game. What, <sighs> Man, what was, it? what was the thing? Like that was a lot of it was controversial start. Dude, you know? it sucked at the beginning. What are you talking about? <laughs> that game was trash at the beginning. Like it, you can see the potential, but it was just oh god, they fucked it up so bad. And I'll be honest with you, even to this day. The game still crashes badly. Like if you leave, if you play for too long without saving, you're gonna fucking crash. Um, so they still have some issues, but where it started to where it is now, man, that is like the greatest come up and the greatest comeback in the history of game development. I would say, like when it first started, it was worse than bare bones. You literally couldn't do anything but walk around and mine shit and store it. That was it. That was the whole game. You had an inventory, <laughs> a backpack, and you could go around and mine ore. And then they were like, oh, well, you can put a little, you can build a little base where you can put the ore. It's like, okay. <laughs> but what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, there was literally nothing to fucking do. I think it was the whole concept of that game was get yourself to the center that of was, the universe. Oh I think God. that was the thing. It was yeah, get, that's mind, what they said. mind the shit, get your stuff, bring it to the thing, all that jazz. But I think stop. that's where it was at. Stop. That was a lie. I mean, let's just be real, man. Like, that was a fucking lie. That, that was like something to chase, but that wasn't a thing to really do. Like, that was a super long-term goal. Like, that took weeks you know that take months depending on how you played and guess what some people didn't want to get to the center they just wanted to explore so getting to the center it was an optional thing that you could do like if you wanted it wasn't a real fucking goal but eventually they did start putting real goals in the game they started putting story elements more things to chase that were actually obtainable like finding certain ships they started putting missions in they added um you know more functionality because remember you couldn't even see other people at first <laughs> yeah playing pve in that game was fucking non-existent oh, God, like, dude the game was so bare bone it was worse than a skeleton it was just dust just dry dust formed into nothing but they molded that dust they put some water on it turned it into clay they they fucked with it they put it in the kiln they they, they just took years and years and they kept adding and kept building and kept listening to the community which is very important and yeah we actually got a lot of shit to do now there's tons of like already there's tons of exploration because the game is too big to be honest with the billion billion world shit but that's just a gimmick the real gameplay is there's there's shit to do now you can build um towns you can build factories you can build colonies you can build like you can you can go you can go crazy uh, there's real good combat now, ship-to-ship combat. You can survive as a pirate. Like, I, I don't even care about the game anymore as it was when it first started. I'm a pirate now. I fly into systems. Any frigates I see, me and my wing just attack them, okay? <laughs> like, I have filled up my freighter with booty. <laughs> and then you fly into a system that's not lawless, 
and you just sell all the illegal shit for just millions upon millions. I have like half a billion dollars in that game. Like I'm so rich because I'm just the most successful pirate out there. Like I don't even care about building a base. I don't care about any NPCs or anything else. I'm Steady. just a pirate. Steady, <laughs> please, please, before oh. you retire on that game, hmm. bury your treasure somewhere so that someone can come by. <laughs> Dude. Make a make a whole fucking oh like God. I really could uncharted type. Go to different worlds, leave like breadcrumbs, like make it an uncharted adventure for somebody to find, and then we'll put it out there. For any, any listeners who feel like they want to try to find Seti's gold stash, <laughs> gold. Oh my god, I, I probably Whatever. have you can, mountains of gold. You, you can condense it into something, right? You can, oh yeah, or, or, or money or weapons or whatever just just put everything in the box and then bury the box i could easily i could easily and uh yeah that that game has become one of my favorites because the the seamless exploration the good ship combat the you know the multiplayer you know after they added the nexus things really took off and there's a lot of customization i mean it's just it's such a rich experience now that you, you can't ignore it anymore you can't say oh remember how it launched it's like yeah that was a long time ago bro like things have changed so yeah no man's sky if you're into space exploration or you like sci-fi if you want your own ship a fleet of ships um if you want to take missions into the stars and explore planets and scan plants and kill pirates and just just go on a space adventure i mean no man's sky is where it's at right now man uh, i have one question before we move on um <laughs> so in your opinion, how would you gauge this one? The you said this is like possibly the greatest comeback of all time. Mm-hmm. How would you gauge that comparison to like Division One? Because they Division also went one. through a very rough, sucky opening, and then they made it a game worth playing with that big 2018 update that I it brought me back on to fucking full force right. like I've ever done before, and I plat- I accidentally platinumed it. That's well, I would how. Say- Division one had a fucking like a story at least <laughs> and and a decent gameplay loop like looting shooting there was you know active things to do they just had to put in like a more dynamic world to get people to come back no man's sky just had like i said you had a backpack a storage unit to put things from your backpack into the storage unit and you just have to fly from world to world mining shit like there was nothing. Like there was nothing. It was worse than nothing. Like, and they released it for a full sixty dollars. It, it just baffles me to this day to think what happened with No Man's Sky. Like, holy shit! But no, Division One, they had a real game. There was a story you could complete it. It was, it was multiplayer. Like, there was things there that you could do. Well, yeah. Well, I remember I beat the game. And then I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? So then I just went around and just collected all the collectibles on the map, and then I just stopped playing it. And then I log in for the big update, and it turns out all that collecting that I did paid off because, like, I got so many fucking, like, bonus money and shit like that for doing all that stuff. So it was was a nice little reward to come back to. I I mean, I would just say, think of it like this. Yeah you beat the game. That's the difference. Like, yeah, you beat the game and put it down, which is usually what happens when, when you play a game. You beat it and put it down. Um, in No Man's Sky, there was no beating the game. There was nothing. Like, <laughs> there was literally nothing. So, yeah, I don't even think it compares. Like, oh, uh, my God, no. 
I mean, No Man's Sky had the driest launch. The driest launch. I mean, oh, Jesus. That was rough. But I guess they pulled it back around after a couple of years. Yeah, there we go. That was our that one game segment, guys. Great games, great discussions. We'll move on now to our second roll, see what we got going on for this one. We got number six. Damn, this is a bad one. (laughs) Someone's about to get angry. (laughs) Number six is is pretty tame. What do you mean? This is tame? Number six. I think it's tame. The greatest console ever made. Console War Showdown, people. This is it. Which one is it? Oh. Yeah. I got one. I got one. Please, go ahead. The Game Boy Advance, bro. Ooh, you know what? I'm not that even thing. mad. <laughs> I'm not even I, mad at that pick. <laughs> I wasted years of my childhood on that fucking little console, bro. Yeah, same. I mean, from Pokemon, Dragon Ball, that thing had bangers for games. I've been looking at getting another one. I ain't spending three hundred dollars for a twenty year old console, though. But wait, what? Jeez, I just, yeah. I just neglected a whole. Holy fucking hell! You miss whole generation or what? No, I, I neglected a whole fucking what I was talking about. Be going retro PS2. I forgot. I wasted decades of my life probably <laughs> fucking playing game. Holy shit! Dude, that Game was, Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a good one. That's a real fucking good one. That is a very good one. Okay. <laughs> it was affordable too because like my my parents got divorced my mom didn't have a whole lot of money but she was able to afford that shit for me and on a single income like it was a fucking banger like i miss i think about it all the time like damn i want to play fire red right now (laughs) (laughs) new games suck but back then i mean fuck those games were gold dude i mean i was a big pokemon kid who wasn't Uh, yeah, right. I remember I did a playthrough on. I, I found I was cleaning up my house one day. This was like, I, I always say it was a couple of years back, but it's probably close to like fucking. I don't know. Jesus Christ. How old am I now? Well, it was probably about my. Yeah, no, it was probably like eight years ago. Holy fuck. Uh, never mind. Anywho, but this is going back to my younger days. I found my Game Boy. And I was like, oh my God. Like, holy shit. And I didn't could have find anything for it. So I went to a game exchange in town and I bought a, a charger for it. So I could charge it back up. And then I remember I saw Pokemon yellow and I was like, all right, give me that. plugged in Pokemon yellow, Dang. had the SP because the SP was the folding one that had the backlight. And I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I, I took all my expertise of gaming that I never knew how to do when I was a kid. And I just wrecked that game from time to time. <laughs> I caught Mewtwo. I got the three legendary birds. I got fucking Charizard, Venusaur, and Blastoise, and Pikachu up to fucking like, uh, yeah, I fucking obliterated that shit. And all my Pokemon I named after Whiskey. Of course. Oh, you're that guy. I've never named my Pokemon, bro. I never did before either until my playthrough where I was like, you know what? I want to do something fun with this, so I'm going to do shit like that. So I named my Pikachu Jack Daniels. That's what I was that was my main choice of drink back in the day. So like, Pikachu, you're Jack Daniels. Uh, oh, uh, my Venusaur was Jim Beam because of Hyper Beam or oh Solar Beam God. or whatever the fuck. So I named him that. Charizard was, of course, Fireball. 
My Pidgeot was Wild Turkey because I love Pidgeot. <laughs> my boy. Johnny uh, Walker Blue was Blastoise, of course. Named him after a Scotch. Like, I just went all over the place. It was great. I had a great time. Hilarious. Jeez. And of course, Mewtwo was Moonshine because <laughs> he was the strongest. Just give him the shit that'll make you blind. That's funny. What's what's the best game for Game Boy Advance, uh, in your opinion? Oh, fuck. Cantrell, please. Shit. I don't know. That's tough. Oh, I gotta look him up. <laughs> I would say the one that I put the most time into at that time was uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. You Back- motherfucker. I was just about to say that. Were you? Yo! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that game broke me, okay? <laughs> that game changed my life. I didn't know how much I loved RPGs until I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Like, I didn't give a shit about RPGs. Like, my games were, like, you know, Devil May Cry and a bunch of other, like, you know, God of War. Like, other, like, early kind of just, like, action-type shit. You know, Tomb Raider. Like, I was trying to find guns and ways to blow people up and shit. But... Final Fantasy Tactics, dude. I have one question for you. Hmm. How did you pronounce the the main character's name? Oh God, what the hell was his name? I thought it was March because it was M A R C H E, but I mean, knowing that French doesn't pronounce things, I guess it's like Marche. I don't. I, don't think I have I no idea. I think I changed his name, so that's probably why I don't remember his fucking name. I changed it to something Fair else. Point. But yeah, Tactics Advance, dude. Holy crap, that's a good game. That game is so good. I I don't know why they haven't remade it. Like, there's nothing else really out there like that except like maybe XCOM. I was uh, a while back. I was looking for see if I could play because I couldn't find that game, of course, anywhere. And but they had a a port for the phone. And I was looking into Shut that. Shut up. Don't they say had a, They had a phone port you one. better not say that. I'm looking right now, you fuck. <laughs> if, take my money, Square Enix, seriously. But it was like, but I remember when I was looking at it, it was like, it, it's going to take up all the memory on my phone. And I was like, oh, fuck. I Luckily, like, I, I have a Pixel, so I don't think I'll have that from. Man. Damn, dude. I'm looking at these games, and they're all bangers. That's what I'm saying. What's that? bad game for the Bro, game boy advance Holy golden shit. sun all right do you guys remember Damn. golden sun at all Fuck yes. i love those games <laughs> metroid <sighs> metroid zero fire emblem that was the first one i played Damn, mario son. kart kirby and all the pokemon games i forgot they, they did they did have a baldur's gate and dark alliance for they did port it to the game boy oh my god they were killing it on that game boy advance castlevania fuck bro killing Tell- it I didn't know Tony Hawk was on fucking Game Boy. That's wild. WarioWare? Fuck yeah, that used to be my game. WarioWare was a shit. I remember I was even playing The Sims. Just fucking... You could actually control your dude. I think? It was like The Sims busting out. I forgot what it was, but it was like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I was able to Um, play and just walk around and do my own shit versus like, you know, click here, move them there, blah, blah, blah. They got tactics, but it's not tactics advance. It's the first one. For the PlayStation 1. Oh. Which is... It's fine. I mean, I'm not mad, but... I ain't about to pay $14 for it, though. <laughs> like, if it was advanced, I might. But, you know... This is just the... The first one. But, man, Tactics Advance was fucking amazing. That was, like, my fucking game. 
And oh, yes, yeah. there were a lot of good games on the game. Well, I, dude, that's a great pick, honestly. Like, holy shit. No one that, can it's be backwards mad. compatible because like I said, I was able to play yellow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can't go wrong with that one, man. Like, Truly. And, yeah, that's a great pick, dude. Great fucking pick. All right. Spec, what do you think? Oh, boy. Um, How do you follow that up? Like, <laughs> Cantrell comes in, zippers his pants, like this is fucking Harambe-sized dick. And I'm like, what could I do? What could I even say? Even compete? Oh, shit. Bro, stop. You're going to make Seti jealous, bro. Uh, you're really not. I'm good. You say whatever the fuck you want. You know, I don't uh... want to make... I don't want to get uncomfortable, Seti. You know, this, what we have is a special. It will never, will never die. So don't worry about that. Um, Jesus hey, Christ. real quick. Uh, Pokemon Emerald is $200 for Game Boy Advance. What? Dude, I had all these games and I don't know where they are. And I'm <laughs> not on why? I don't, why, though? I don't understand. Why is the price? Because I don't it's know. probably. I mean, Fire Red is $140. You gotta be shitting me, dude. Jesus. It's insane. Uh, I, I, if I'm just going to pick a console, I think I just might have to go for nostalgia and just definitely go with the PS2 for me. Cause it was where my whole gaming experience came to life for the most part. Like it was my first console. I missed out on the N64 cause my mother was like, games are evil. And then they finally, she gave in for the PS2. And then, well, I think it was cause of John too. I think cause John had a PS1 and I was playing twisted metal. Oh, that's but, good. But PS2 though, I remember was also backwards compatible, and I played Phantom Menace, which was a video, which was a PS1 game, and I was able to play it on that. It was a fucking shitty Star Wars port, but I just remember I loved that game, or I loved that movie, because you know, who didn't love that movie as a kid? Even though if you look at it now, the fucking story is banana hammock crazy, and the fucking. <laughs> It's for kids, okay? That's why you loved it as a kid. It is for kids, right? So I was like, wow. Uh, but yeah, no, it was great. And then just I remember di- hanging out with John playing Dynasty Warriors. You know, mm-hmm. I even bought the. Remember having friends come over. I bought that adapter for it that let you plug in four controllers on it. Yo. Like, yeah, uh, just the PS2 for me. Like I, I felt in. I, I really got. What's it called? It like. I got my start. Doing shit for the PlayStation Two and stuff, and then I had my Game Boys, of course. But I, I never reconsidered those. Oh my god, until now, like I was like, oh no, those are right. You spend literally a decade, probably plus, of your life on a handheld <laughs> piece of shit. But PS Two definitely made me see what, like, because you know I was going from these little pixels to a, a fucking television, and then I and then PS Three definitely brought me on to like the the addict. Because I got internet and I was able to hang out with all you crazy fucks, and then I forgot to, you know what I mean? <laughs> really test my limits with that shit. But but PS2 though to get me to fall in love with the whole like the stories, like you know playing the Kingdom Hearts titles, um, you know, and all yeah. just a lot of good shit. That all I, my fucking first what opening five six episodes I was talking about nothing but PlayStation Two games. So like you know I have. Mm-hmm. A very strong bond with the PS2, so I think, and just the opening, I could still hear it, like you know the the weird space fucking like going into like the opening <laughs> screen. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think Nakey Jakey had like a funny video on it when he was like, "Am I dead? What the fuck's going on right now?" Like you know, some sort of like weird hellish afterlife type thing. Like especially when like the game 
when like the disc was scratched or it couldn't read the files something like that and it got all red and fucking like brought you to hell almost like it was definitely a crazy time but yeah i loved it i love ps2 that's me that's that's a good one i mean yeah the ps2 era of gaming was really kind of the golden age as far as i'm concerned like back then games worked there wasn't a whole lot of dlc not every game had to be online like it was you know i think when people were at their most creative like the money hadn't come in and started turning it into like you know the machine that we know today there were still a lot of smaller people that were able to make some really creative shit and in my mind that is like when things hit their stride for gaming yeah for sure because you're older than me so like do you remember that whole because Cantrell was saying a funny thing when we did our episode he was like there's probably someone that when the PlayStation came out, I was like, fucking Pong's life. You don't need these 3D. <laughs> so like, what was, what was your sort of, like, I don't know. You were, you, I mean, you're older than me, but you're not like older, older than me. So it's not like you're going to be able to be, Oh yeah, I remember Pong. But like, do you, but was there like any sort of like a, or was it all just like new and exciting for you when it was coming out? Was there any sort of like apprehension of the new stuff? Like, what is this? This doesn't. No, I'm 37 years old. Okay, I'm not that much fucking older than you, dog. Please don't don't try to do me. Okay, like let's <laughs> don't try to fucking do me, bro. Try to make it seem like I was like kind of fucking old ass man on here. That's why right? I said you're not older, older than me. You're just no. older than me. I mean, yeah, I might have had some earlier experiences on like some of the older consoles, but. We're not that far apart in age, so don't don't go there. Um, How about were the prices? Was it like as expensive as it would be today, or is it cheaper? I mean, you're asking me like you saw them. What you mean? Like you know what the price? I mean, I'm I'm 26, so I don't remember a shit at all. Come on, I was a baby. You weren't that. I mean, but you were around. Well, you probably didn't buy the games yourself. That's another reason too. That's probably part of why you're like, what were the prices yeah. like? No, it was still fucking expensive. Like, it was still sixty dollars back, or maybe it was fifty dollars. I want to say beginning. it was fifty. I remember fifty dollar games, and then when they made it to sixty, I was like, oh wow! But I was like, okay, we're getting the new. Yeah, sixty I think was I... like PS3 though. Yeah, That's sixty was PS3, and then now PS5 is seventy. Yeah, like what the fuck. So Jesus. that's it. it was always about fifty bucks back then. Somewhere like depending on how you know, popular. Hey, well, calm shit. down. PC games are always cheap as fuck. I mean, they still are. But yeah, like that's again going back to that golden age of gaming, man. It was definitely the PS2 era. But I actually, oh, my pick will actually be the the Xbox 360 though, because. It was that's that middle, I, it's that middle ground, I, I want to say. Yeah, that's when I really got into gaming. Like, really, really, really got into it. And I think mostly because of Mass Effect, I started seeing, like, oh, this isn't just for shooting people or kicking people in the head, you know? Like, you can actually get some storytelling done. Like, this is great! Not only can you tell a story, but you can, like, you know, really be involved in a really you know interesting world in an interesting way and some good world building and character building and have an adult kind of conversation with the developers through your actions it just kind of changed my perspective and so on the 360 
know, that's where I played most of my shit. And I, I didn't have gold, so I wasn't online at that time. Um, and then when my 360 broke, that's when I got a PlayStation 3 and started hopping online with people. So my experience was a little bit different. But, yeah, for me, I mean, the, the 360 just had so many fucking good-ass games, man. Like, they were cranking them out back then. They were really trying to set themselves apart from PlayStation and, you know, just do a lot of good shit. I remember Fable. Some of the Xbox exclusives that we know and love today, you know, just just started coming out with new and interesting games to try to set themselves apart. So the 360, I feel like, kind of shines and yeah of course now they've run all that shit into the ground (laughs) but back then it was interesting and new and like hey wow this is really fun and this isn't shit that we've done before very much and they're we're bringing in new studios to make weird fucking games and yeah it was it was cool and then you know i think i did have live for a little while because there was like a couple of they were they were supporting indie titles a lot more on the 360 like it wasn't always about the big budget games. They had some cheap shit that you could just download. So, yeah. Back then, that's when I was really like, okay, gaming is where it's at. And I kind of just, like, gave up on, <laughs> I don't know, gave up on a lot of other forms of entertainment. It was just like, nah, I need to find some shit like this. Like, because this is amazing. So, yeah, 360 is my pick. I feel like the 360 was the start of, like, competitive halo and cod really taken off too mm-hmm. yeah yep. like they were doing a lot of good shit on the 360 man like they they understood how to set themselves apart a lot better whereas now everything's kind of becoming the same and people are like fighting for cross play just like just give just make it the same like <laughs> you know like it's the same thing bitch just give it on everything like back then it was a more pronounced difference because remember um online was free for ps3 and so everybody was like, well, the kids can't afford to play games, you know, here. This is the more adult, you know, like they. <laughs> Our controller's bigger because we got bigger adult yeah. BP hands. <laughs> right. Fuck <laughs> those like, little kids. But at the same time, it, it did kind of matter because it was a little bit true when you talk about the competitive scene, definitely. Like, if you're willing to pay to be there, you better be good. And you better take it seriously. <laughs> and you better get ready to talk the most heinous shit you could in the fucking pregame lobbies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just kind of online gaming, period. But it definitely grew out of that, I will say. Yeah. For the console side, anyway. I like that we all picked consoles. I'm sure there are some PC gamers out there right now that are just... They could like- suck my fucking... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love you guys. You have your own sort of thing. I'm sure they're raging right now, just slamming their phone against the table. Fuck these goddamn gamers! Like, (laughs) oh shit, we all mad consoles. That's funny. (laughs) What was said? Council wars. Well, I mean, you know, they they love to get in on it too, though. Let's just be honest. Oh, so your council could watch porn? Big fucking deal. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) All right, that's cool, buddy. Hope you're happy. But anyway, my, my Switch can do that now. So fuck them. <laughs> no, yeah, say, that's like... right. That's right. Congratulations, you two fucking weebs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. Right. Fuck you, Spud. Who are you talking? No, I love you guys. Sadie, <laughs> we're in a relationship. Come on. Stop. Intimate relationship. Stop. No. 
Do not confuse our poor listeners, okay? They already have to put up with us. Don't, don't oh, make it who worse. Cares? Anywho. <laughs> that yeah. was that. So we, what do we got? Cantrell, what's your story besides that we're starting a new show? Oh, shit. Damn, spring it on me, bro. It's kind of game-related, too, but there's this whole drama going on with... I don't know. Have you guys played Bayonetta? One or two? I have I've not played any Bayonetta. Well, the lead voice actress is going to like war with this studio. And she's Flying like, oh, they... Games. Yeah, she tried... Or she's saying that they only try to pay her $4,000 to voice the whole game. Hmm. Which... And at first, you know, everyone's like, you know, fuck this company, like they're garbage, blah, 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 that's shitty, because there's a big push right now to get more voice actors, better pay. And then they just released yesterday, uh, Yong Ya has a great video on it, but the company came out and said, no, actually, our negotiations failed. She wanted, you know, six figures plus, uh, like, royalties, basically. And that, you know, we decided, all right, we're not going to do that. We're going to go a different way. But we offered her, like, a... I don't know what you call it, like a guest spot for $4,000. Hmm. And so a lot of people are like, well, which is it? Like, did the negotiation just fail? And now she's trying to use like this $4,000 to bash them and all this fighting shit. And then she went after the chick who is doing the voice now being like, oh, kind of implying that she's a piece of shit for doing it. Hmm. And the other lady is like, look, I, a, I got an NDA. I can't say shit. But also a lot of people worked on this game. There's a lot of other voice actors and, you know, people who built the game, shit like that. So now there's this whole drama between it going on. And I think it does raise questions because I know voice actors like the the dub uh, lead for Mob Psycho. I don't think he's going to be in the new s- season because, mm. they, you know, there's union shit and there's fight about that. So that's all going on. But then this lady, now there's questions that she was just like being full shit, like, she wanted too much because I mean, any I've never heard of a voice actor getting royalties unless they're like fucking Keanu Reeves or you know, like a big star. All right. So there's this whole thing going on with that, and then her, you know, everyone's like everyone who was on her side, like fans of the game, you know, other voice actors, just people in the community were on her side, and now it's one of those where it's like, all right, well, what the fuck? Now we need yeah. to see some receipts. And now she's like, well, I just want to put it behind me. So now everyone's... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's kind of fucked up, dude. She's trying to get the mob. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get the mob on them to see it. It's easy to hate corporations. Everybody hates them. And everyone thinks you deserve to be paid more. But if you're over here like, they only offered me four grand for the whole game. And and you're lying. Like, fuck, bro. You're doing more harm than you are doing good. For sure, like, I really hope, I really hope they get to the bottom of what actually happened because it just sounds like she was salty about the fact that she didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. That's what it really sounds like. <laughs> oh, that's harsh though. That he said, she said, shit is tough. And I mean, I feel like if she had a real case, I mean, what she already broke her NDA. She didn't give a fuck. So it's like, well, if you don't care now, let's see it. To see how fucking wild this shit gets, but then she's like, "Oh, put it behind me." Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, that just well, you can't, and that's what's gonna make it a little bit weird, right? Because you can't be all 
this is what happened. They're like, well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I guess, well, you're bringing this to attention, <laughs> right. so like, you might right. want to talk about it. So. Sus, a little too sus. Like, is this uh, another attention thing that you're trying to? I don't know. And then have, asking your fans to boycott the game, I think, is kind of weird. Because, yeah. like the other lady said, like a lot of people worked to make this game possible, and just because you didn't get what you wanted, I mean, no matter how shitty it is, other people got to get paid too. Especially the other voice actors who. I mean, I don't. I've never played the game, so I don't know how important all this shit is. I mean, it's a Japanese game, so they're real picky. Like some dialogues voiced, and some of it's not. So I don't know what how that works. If that makes any sense. Right, like that whole thing in Yakuza, where like walk in the streets and mm-hmm. no one's talking. It's all text bubbles. But when you're in cutscenes, everyone's talking for some reason. I think that yeah. I think that might be a saving money thing. Uh, yeah, could be. Could be that. That's that's an interesting story, though. It really is. I hope. Uh, it kind of sounds like she was just being a little bit vengeful, though. Like she didn't get what she wanted, and now she's trying to get the mob to have her back or try to hurt them with their sales. And like she felt like she was big enough to like you know get them to change their mind or something or change some of their fucking actions, but. I don't know. She shouldn't have gone that route. I mean, that just seems a really, really shitty thing to do. Like, yeah. I don't know. Even if, she is right. Even if she is right in the end, it's like, damn, but you kind of went about it in a weird way to where it kind of looks shitty on your end, too. Yeah, blame your agent or whatever fucking agency you're going through, like. Don't try to drag it out in public and make a spectacle, you know, <laughs> like try to start shit like, you're, of course, it's not going to end well. I mean, there are still no, like it's done like the other ladies of voice. If they were negotiating, I could see how that would be a good tactic. Be like, oh, look, they're trying not to pay me. But it's already over. So I was like, damn, why'd you wait so long? Not fuck? only that, but it, it sounds like they were trying to be nice to her. Like, hey, we can get you yeah. still in the game. You could be in the credits. Like, I would have been like, sure, if I didn't get the lead, I got at least I got to be in the game, you know, like, but no, gotta be nasty about it. And look how that shit goes. <laughs> and there was uh, another aspect of this is that project is union based. So they would have been offering her based off union rates, which she disputes. She's like, no, but it's a union project. So I don't know. I mean, you know, the Japanese are not friends of unions. So I don't know how that fucking works. Hmm. But there's a lot of questions that haven't been answered through that whole fucking ordeal, and it's sus. It is. It sounds like a little, some drama bullshit. Trying to get her way. I'm just glad I've never played the game, so I don't have to be like, oh no. (laughs) I'm not attributing to any of this. (laughs) Yeah, just an observer like, hmm, yes, this is bad. Okay. I've heard of it, but I've never. Yeah, I never. I never really got into Bayonetta. I was. Uh, That's also a, a, a heavily Nintendo title as well, right? Like that. Yeah, they bought it. Was out yeah. For the, yeah, yeah. It's so that exclusive. was never uh, a, a PS4, PS3 game. So yeah, I never was. Yeah, they bought the rights to it a while ago, which is weird. Like. That's what you buy, <laughs> like Mario, Zelda. And Bayonetta. Just like, are you sure? Well, now yeah. you have hentai, so you should right. just be, you know, like... Uh, yes. <laughs> what? What was that reaction? <laughs> yeah. 
That was Cantrell realizing that, yes, I am playing this one-handed. Yes, my puzzle games. Oh, my dirty puzzle games. Oh, my God. All right, um, Spec, please tell us uh, your one story. Uh, actually, said I, I this might be something because we haven't discussed this yet, but something that you probably because you're the man of science. Oh God! <laughs> you know the universe is not locally real. Uh, I don't even know what that means, dude. What is that? <laughs> what is? What are you talking about? There are three Nobel laureates uh, in physics that proved that the universe is not locally real. Not locally real, like what? What, what, is, what is? Yeah, what does that mean? So essentially, and I've just been reading. I'm reading up on this, trying to understand because I am not smart. So I've been trying to understand this in a sort of way. So they're kind of like saying that since it is the universe is kind of like Schrodinger's cat, where like if you look at something, like you can't really measure if it's still there or not, if it's not seen type deal. Mm-hmm. So they can't really tell if there's a whatever. So. I'm just going to start reading from Scientific American. One of the Please. more unsettling discoveries in the past half century is that the universe is not locally real. Real in parentheses, or in quotation marks, meaning that objects have definite properties independent of observation. An apple can be read even when no one is looking. Locally me, uh, means objects can only be influenced by their surroundings and that any influence cannot travel faster than light. Investigations at the frontiers of quantum physics have found that these things cannot both be true. Instead, the evidence shows that objects are not influenced solely by their surroundings and that they may also lack definite properties prior to measurement. As Albert Einstein famously bemoaned to a friend, do you really believe the moon is not there when you are not looking at it? This, of course, deeply contrary to our everyday experiences, to paraphrase Douglas Adams, uh, the demise of local realism has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. Um, Blame for this achievement has now been laid squarely on the shoulders of three physicists, John uh, Clauser, uh, Elaine Aspect and Anton Zelliger. They all sound like war criminals. <laughs> uh, yeah, they might be former Nazis. Fucking Nazi scientists, huh? Well, I mean, look at NASA, bro. Anywho, they equally split the 2022 Nobel Prize in Physics for experiments with entangled, entangled photons, establishing the violation of Bell inequalities and pioneered quantum information science. Nice. I don't understand a word of what's going on. Yep, I mean, I, understands all of this, so he's got to he's got to dumb it down for us. No, I'm not going to be able to do. Bell inequalities <laughs> refers to the pioneering work of the Northern Irish physicist John Stuart Bell, who laid the foundations for this year's Physics Nobel. Um, in the early 1960s, uh, colleagues agree that the trio had it coming, deserving this reckoning for overthrowing reality as we know it. It is fantastic news. It was long yeah. overdue, says Sandu. Thank uh, God, finally, we're, we can get over this shit. None of it's real. Thank God. At the University of Bristol, without any doubt, the prize is well deserved. Let's see. Hell yeah, man. Finally, the question is finally settled. We are in a simulation. Nothing is real. Nothing matters. Congratulations. We've done it. God is dead. All right, moving on. <laughs> For folks, uh, if you want to look it up, it's it's everywhere. Just type in universe not real and you'll get a billion fucking things. But it's the, the key word you got to look for is locally real. And so, like, yes, the things like Mabel is real. SETI, I'm talking to you, is real. Cantrell's real. I'm real. This is things. But or locally we? real. And we're all we AI, bro. Fake. Well, if that's the case, we? I'm blowing my brains out tonight. <laughs> so. 
No, he's not, people. He's the, that's a joke. Please, Seti, what Spotify, is do not. your story? Oh damn, my story is a lot sadder than your guys' story. You guys had interesting stories. My story is kind of fucked up. Um, my story is about the the kid who got shot uh, eating a cheeseburger in his car. Jeez. Did you hear about that? I've not heard about this. Yeah, this was a very sad story. So there was a kid. Him and his girlfriend went to McDonald's, picked up a meal. They were sitting in the parking lot eating. And then a cop saw that their car was red and was like, hey, I chased a red car the other night. And then he just walks over to the fucking car, opens the goddamn door, doesn't knock on the window, doesn't announce himself as a police officer. He just pulls the fucking door open. The kid, obviously, who's sitting with his girlfriend, freaks out. Tries to throw the car in the reverse. And yeah, the cop just unloads on this kid. <laughs> he didn't Jeez. die. He didn't die. He's like oh. unconscious right now in the hospital. They fired the cop who did it. But yeah, like that's just such a fucked up story to me and so sad. Like that guy didn't do anything right, like at all. That cop just totally did everything wrong in that situation. Like, I don't know how it got that bad, but it it just makes me sad to think that there's cops out there that don't know how to do their fucking jobs. Like, it oh, just damn. it just irritates. They're not charging me. him with like attempted murder. I think they are going to charge him because this was in San Antonio, and he was uh, Eric was the kid's name. Is uh, seventeen? So, yeah, a, a kid. Like it really was a kid. I'm not even kidding. Like. He was just minding his business, eating a cheeseburger in the fucking parking lot of a McDonald's. Ah, uh, body cam footage was able to fucking fuck this dude over. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad too. Like, it, it, it's sad to think that you have a guy out there who's just not thinking very much at all about anything. Like, <laughs> and the fucked up thing is, like, the guy thought he caught the person that he chased, like, the pre... Like, the night before so to celebrate you dump a mag into the kid right but the the thing is it wasn't even him that wasn't even the right car like yeah you're a police officer but you're not a detective like don't even try it okay (laughs) if you think you saw something just write it down pull out your little fucking black notepad okay (laughs) pull out a pen do the little clicky thing (laughs) write down the license plate and be like Someone smarter than me look into this later. Don't fucking John Wick and roll up on the car and pull it open without announcing yourself. Don't, you know, this fucking action hero bullshit. It's like, man, this shit's got to stop, dude. There's so much bad activity with the police. And look, I'm not a person that's against the police, okay? I'm not a criminal. And I'm glad the police exist, but... They gotta be more careful. Like they have to start thinking, and they have to respect people's rights. And pulling a gun can't be the first response. <laughs> like it's just, I really hope the kid pulls through. I hope he recovers. Luckily, the, his girlfriend was not hit at all. So in reality, I credit his actions because he he probably you know I don't. It's a bad situation. How? All right, so apparently, so I'm reading more into this. Uh, so the officer, I guess he didn't just open the door and dump a mag. He, the kid started driving away, and then he yeah, he threw up. the car into reverse. 
Because what would you do if you were eating a cheeseburger and someone opened your car door? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even know this, but if an unmarked police car tries to pull you over, you don't have to pull over. No, you don't have to stop for that shit. Because yeah. anybody can have lights. They need the real, mm-hmm. like... And if you keep, you know, you just drive, and if they pull a gun on you or anything like that... They're I'm saying not... he was a rookie officer. Oh, he was an idiot. <laughs> Did they not yeah. train him at all? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, they, you'd, you'd be surprised. They huh. don't. They do next to no training, essentially. I'm terrified. I don't like yeah. it. That's, that's bad, bro. That's like, scary. Law enforcement is not as tra- well. I mean, they they. It's it's funny because well, no, it's not that it's funny. It's it's definitely tragic because they're they'll use the budget cuts that they've been uh, getting as like a excuse for oh well we can't train because of budget cuts. It's like you fucking assholes, you're supposed to be fucking training. If this is your fucking job, do it the fucking right way. Please. And, yeah. And look, I'm not I'm not anti police. I'm not one of these fucking a cab people. I'm not one of these defund of the police people. Um, I just, I just want them to do better than yeah, that. That's, for yeah, sure. that's, what, that's all we're saying, folks. Fucking come correct. Do your job. <laughs> like, yeah. No other profession right. you could get away with doing something like that. Yeah, and that is really harsh. I mean, we need to start thinking of police officers as more like, I mean, because everyone loves firefighters. You know, firefighters come in. They're doing a dangerous job. They're doing a service. They're they're helping. They're hot too. Well, I mean, sure, yeah, great. They I got did. a few calendars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. I think like we need to align the police more with our firefighters because we need to see them as doing us a service when bad things happen, not this kind of vig- vigilante style bulls. We don't see any firefighters walking up to a house. Just your house is on fire. Just what are you talking about? Just start fucking pouring gasoline. Just yeah, bitch. What now? Just, oh my god. Like, if firefighters did crazy shit like that, we would hate them. Okay, we would fucking hate them. Yeah, the the hose is not water; it's gasoline. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oops, oops. Yeah. Walking around throwing matches in your house? Just yeah. Is there a fire in here? Just please leave, sir. Sir, the fire's next door. What are you doing? <laughs> like if 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 firefighters behave the way cops do, we would fucking hate them. We need to have cops behave more like firefighters. They need to be. At our service, doing heroic shit, helping in bad situations, saving lives, not this kind of, you know, vigilante bullshit that we see a lot of the places where they're abusing their power. Like, it makes me sad. I wish they would do better. That's all. I've never had a good interaction with a cop. I'm a white guy. Every time I've interacted with them, they've been asshole. Like, I've always been polite, you know. I have uncles that have been in law enforcement. So I'm like, Oh, whatever. Even, well, I mean, like I live on a military base, Mm -hmm. even with military police, they can be dicks, but I feel a lot safer being pulled over by MP than I do a regular cop. Cause they, I mean, they're held like even abroad, like when they were in Afghanistan or whatever, they're held to like strict standards. If you kill somebody that, you know, or like shoot somebody you're not supposed to, you're fucked. Right. And we don't, we don't even hold our own, cops accountable like it's ridiculous man like, i'm not anti-cop either but fuck i mean there's gotta be something something i mean yeah. well, what's the answer should we hold normal cops to the military standard do you think would that help at all do you i think? think so yeah because i mean you shoot the wrong person i mean that's a international issue all right and even in like somewhere where you're occupying like we were in the middle east it's 
they have stringent like there was the whole story about uh i think it was in afghanistan where grown men would rape young boys and we couldn't do anything about it Mm. but hey we're not allowed to do it it's not our it's their custom or whatever which is bullshit sounds great they couldn't do a single thing about it and my dad when he was over there he's like yeah i mean there's there's clear defined laws like you're allowed to do this and not and i think if you can do that in an active war zone where people are trying to blow you up you can do that in america where oh they might have a gun in texas but come on man like you can't just throw open a door and then hell no <laughs> somebody starts backing up i mean if i think i'm being carjacked yeah i gotta drop my big mac i'll be like what the fuck i'm getting out of here dude yeah. like that excuse like well he's driving like it could have been a deadly weapon well did you knock on the window? Like, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah. What steps, steps did, no. what steps did you take to before you got to that situation that made yeah. you like? There, there's completely uh, what's it, a miscarriage of any sort of uh, protocol. Yeah, uh, of any sort of just knowledge, main common fucking sense. He's probably just a teenage boy in a clapped out Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh God, yeah. I have been to San Antonio, bro. It ain't it ain't fucking it ain't that nice. He's sitting in a parking lot. He's probably just chilling with his high school girlfriend. Like, yeah. I don't know what they yeah, talk it about. It was a McDonald's parking lot, so it wasn't like they yeah. were out some fucking like late late cheeseburger. Like it was fucking McDonald's. <laughs> like it was fucking. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not anti-cop. I just I, I want to hold the cops to a higher standard. I want them to do better. That's all. What? Well, we kind of had that conversation at some point, Seti. I feel like where, or it might have been Jesus. I have these conversations with a lot of people. I guess where I would like to, if you look at law enforcement, like you were saying, like you would want when someone enters the scene, it's a relief. Like, oh, thank God you're here. Now, mm-hmm. oh, now I have to be more worried now that they're here. Yes, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I'm going to die now. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Like what? I would be <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so, Love to me. that to that extent, it's like to have the whole what's it oh, calls it fuck. to like that. You, they need to have that training. They need to have the expertise. They need to have that knowledge of of de escalation of knowing how to rely on because like, there's everyone's so afraid. Of oh well, if they have a gun, I'm not going to get back to my kids. Well, but well, it's like all right. Well, here's the thing, motherfuckers. If you're in law, and this is my worldview, and I'm very uh, wrong about a lot of things in life. So if, if this is another one of those things, fucking please let me know. But that whole line of oh, I just got to get back to my family does not apply to you if you're a police officer. No. If you're signing up for I'm going to protect and serve and be this fucking so, you need to know that I could die at any moment. And so I'm okay with that. Which is a tough thing to ask. I have to say that's a tough line. That's a tough pill to swallow. But if you sign up for it. I mean, right. This isn't forced conscription. This isn't, oh, you got to do your mandatory service time in the police force. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's you're signing up. You know this is the risk of the job. You know you have to be, like, on point. I see officers making TikToks, doing fucking stupid dance, doing all this. I'm like, yeah. this is not your fucking job, guys. <laughs> Like, and here's the thing for me, like I work in the human service industry as well, where my, I have to take care of people. And if I fuck up, it's my ass. Now, oh, well, I need to make sure that I get, no, 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 no. 
I'm fucking there. The way I see it, whereas if they go off or if something goes there and I'm fucking in the room and I fucking get got, that's fine to me. But then again, I'm just someone who's been looking to die, I guess, for the last fucking God knows how many years. But I'm okay with that fact that, oh, I'm not trying to, well, I'm going to kill one of my guys if that means I can get home to my fucking dog. No, I don't give a fuck. I'm there for my fucking job, and that's to make sure that my guys, mentally deranged people, are fucking safe and everyone else is safe when I'm working. Like, that's well, like my a, job. We brought up earlier a firefighter. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, my baby's in there, and he's like, ah, fuck, I got to get home to my wife. <laughs> It's your job. You're like, nah, sorry. Right. Same, same fucking, like, same exact thing. Whereas if you're signing up for this, you should know that that excuse is no longer applicable. I mean, can you imagine? No longer fucking applicable. Can you? You have to have the training. You have to have the certifications. You got to have the recert. You have to have the re the the what's the constant testing, the constant reevaluating, the constant of that. Because guess what? It fucking matters. It does when you matter. You show up because here's how we do it. We have this bullshit fucking self defense class we have to take in, in for my job. I have to take it this fucking week, but it's a yearly course. You have to have you have to be, you have to be recertified once a year for it. There's no fucking like intermittent practices in between time brush ups this and that. It's like no no no. They teach us a bullshit fucking I call it Southbury Kung Fu because it's some <laughs> bullshit fucking insurance policy. So that when they say that we did something or when someone catches us on camera or if like we write it or miswrite it in a report, then that way the state's no longer liable because the state said we taught them this, they didn't use it, so now they're at fault, not the state. That's all that fucking you bullshit is to beat up the people you look after. No, they're teaching us how to do sort of like if if they're like biting us, how to safely oh like, like restrain them. Yeah, how it, okay. they they don't want to use restraints anymore. They're trying to call it protective holds. That's the whole thing is now no no more restraints. No, it's it's called protective holds because it's about the vocabulary, this and that. And it's like oh well, like I said though, it's a once a year research type thing mm-hmm. where they're not doing brush up classes and we're not training. We're not they're not doing sort of things like, and that's what I'm saying. Like fat cops. Cops oh, doing geez. TikToks, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you guys aren't training, all right? Well, remember the Uvalde video? Oh, the cops yeah, standing around, Don't fucking Jesus! Oh no! Oh. Same, same town, San Antonio, right? Same fucking uh, town. Uh, Is it close by? It's probably close by. Wow! Yeah, no. Oh my god! Just yeah, seeing those guys. See, there was only what one guy in that whole fucking hallway. For like the first fucking hour that actually had a fucking like he was trying his hardest, but no one was gonna fucking support him. Like what the fuck, guys? His kid was in there. His kid died because of that shit. It's tragic. Just fucking tragedy after tragedy. I don't know, man. Like, I'ma stick with my firefighter example. Like if if <laughs> if we felt the same way, like when if a fire truck rolled up and you had the same feeling in your stomach as when a cop car rolled up, like uh I can't even imagine how bad of a world that would be. Like we have to change something. Something has... I don't know. Like, training may be one thing. Accountability might be another thing. The solution to this problem, I don't I, I, I don't know. But we got to do something. <laughs> like, there's just too many accidents, too many problems. And, you know, I'm not I'm not for defunding the police. And I'm not ACAB, but... No, because that's not going to work. No, that's no, not, not going to work. work. No, it's not going to yeah. work. But something's got to be done, man. Like something I, I i don't know something but yeah that's my story sorry to bring down the fucking mood but it's a conversation that needs to be had i think sometimes like because there's Very a lot true. of issues there's a lot of issues yeah uvalde is a subdivision of san antonio wow that's even crazier oh 
God, that's just so yeah. So you have no mad. fucking problem holding your ground and being fucking cautious when you got a guy with a rifle in a fucking room. But when it's a kid in a car, oh, light that bitch up. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Wild. Christ. Wild. Oh, my goodness. That's all I'll say about that. But anywho, next roll. For fuck's <laughs> sorry, sake. Guys, <laughs> pissing people off. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck yeah. Go for it, man. What's the next roll? All right. Well, we got. Let's see. Did I delete one of my accident? No. Okay. Anywho, so we got seven. Really? Which is that poetry time. Wow! Oh, Yay! <laughs> this is great. Now said he could go on some deep uh fucking <laughs> uh Def Jam poetry thing about the police. Let's go, Teddy. Let's 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 hear what uh, we got. No, that's not about to happen. Um but we should let our guests go first. It's poetry time. What? I don't. What is? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't oh. understand this. Talk about a poem. Read a poem. What do you know about poetry? It's it's time to play with words. It's poetry time. Do they still teach poetry in school? Because I feel like I was the last. I took <laughs> my senior year. I took British literature. Oh, okay. And we went over like, uh, fuck. What's his name? Sir Thomas More, I think. But I feel like people don't learn shit about poetry anymore. Perhaps. I don't know. I haven't been in school in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was wrong. It's Thomas Dylan. I don't know. Uh, Speck, you go first. I don't know what the fuck to say. Uh, Okay. I will just go to a story, or not a story, a poem that always, that I will encounter multiple times throughout my life, and it, it helps me things in perspective and i i hate poetry just like well it's not that i hate it so i never like you said it was one of those things where it wasn't very what's it called like it just wasn't my thing it was taught it was taught when i was growing up in the private schools and we learned about you know this poet that poet what you know how to how to fucking write a haiku all that you know ooh, look at that bullshit but you know, free form versus rhyme and verse and all that jazz, blah, blah, blah. Shakespeare with the sonnets, blah, blah, blah. But one that you, I've, I've probably said this out to someone before, but I'll say it on here and they're going to hear it again. So my poem that really affects me a sort of way is by Portia Nelson. And it is autobiography in five short chapters. And it goes, chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it. It's still there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault, and I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. And then chapter five is I walk down another street. And so that, for me, is something that I've always come across in different aspects of my life, and it's, it's made me better just putting things in perspective of what I'm doing, how I'm fucking up, but it's okay. I'm just not in the next chapter yet. I like that. I really do. And yes, you have said that before, and that's a very good one. A very good one. I like that, dude. That's good. Very poignant 
And yes, I, I can see how you would uh, relate to that. Because right, I'm just a dumb bitch, and you know, <laughs> it happens all the time. I'm like, oh no, whoa, but I just gotta fucking suck it up, figure it out, and move on, be a man. So, Sedimus, mm-hmm. anything on your behalf? I know you were the poetry guy. I mean, I write lots of poetry, and I th- I was gonna use this as an opportunity to read one of my poems, but I don't think I'm gonna do that this time. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have another poetry time at another point somewhere, but uh. For now, I will talk about this poem from a movie that I like. There's a movie out there. Uh, Liam Neeson, you know who that is, right? Uh Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's Taken. He's a guy from Taken. (laughs) Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, Liam Neeson's awesome. He was in a movie. Rob Roy. He's the guy. He's the man. Um, There's a movie that came out with him in 2012, I guess. Um, called The Grey. Yeah, where and, he fights wolves with beer bottles. Yeah. yeah. And Damn, it, he is Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So in this movie, <laughs> there's a poem that keeps coming up in this movie. Um, it's... I don't, I don't know who fucking wrote this poem. I don't think they came up with it in the script. But I think it's older than that. I could look up who wrote it, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to read it. The poem is very small. It's very simple. But I it resonated with me. I don't know why. So this is from the movie The Grey. Once more into the fray. Into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. For some reason... That just gets me, man. That's some that's some good shit right there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my poem. And it's probably uh, what he said before he punched that kid in the face. <laughs> what the fuck? Liam Neeson was a teacher who punched a kid in the face and got fired for it. Oh, was he? I didn't know. The that. kid did come at him with a knife. So, shit. I feel like those offset. Like you can't really fire somebody for that. <laughs> how do you? But how will you teach that class though? After that, like. Just teach them through fear after that? Just every time they get a question wrong, you just raise your fist like, you little shit! <laughs> well, no, the kid, like I said, the kid came at him with a knife, and he just, bop! Nope, no, no more of that, and then he got fired. But still, Dude, if somebody was drunk in this situation, that'd be the most Irish story you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what is like, they, Irish today, bro? Like... <laughs> I'm it's sure a rivalry that won't end, bro. I'm sure our, our listeners in Ireland right now are just smashing fucking beer, beer bottles. bottles. Yeah, against the <laughs> fucking wall. Just, you yeah, son of a bitch. Fuck, he's right. Let's actually take All a right. look at the map. Do we have any Irish listeners as of late? They're everywhere, bro. I know the can't... UK's listening. Well, they get it, and they're like, yes, this man's right. <laughs> All right, our guests, please. All right. Do you have a poem for us? I did. I found it. So I found this guy, like I said, in my British literature class, my senior high school. His name's Dylan Thomas. Um, I, he's probably most well known for being a horrible alcoholic, which eventually killed him at like 49, I think. But my favorite poem by him is Do Not Go Gently Into That Good Night. It's kind of long, so bear with me here. Go for it. 
Do not go gently into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Through wise men at their end, no dark is right. Because their words have fort, no lightning. They do not go gently into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright. Their frail deeds might have danced in the green bay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight. And learn too late. They grieved it on its way. Do not go gently into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight. Blinding eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height. Curse, bless. Me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gently into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light there you go jeez man wow look at that that's some great shit right we're doing a little dead poet society shit here today guys this is fucking... <laughs> i love it see sonny i think that poem describes hmm. the reasoning of the people who are as to get to touch on the beginning of the podcast, how we're like apprehensive about the future, apprehensive about the new order as ushered in by you. We're oh. apprehensive, so we're so we will not go quietly. We will not go. <laughs> oh, okay, yep, this is fine. We accept it. It'll be good. We're we're gonna rage. We're gonna oh, have I this see. whole bucking of the system, the bucking of the the new thing. And I think that might that poem just it. It put things in perspective for me for that. So. Maybe, Thank you, Ken. Maybe you're right. Thank you. Yeah, dude, that was great. Well read and a great pick as well. I mean, I like that. I'm glad that we look. See, this is what I this is this is what I love about gamers versus the system. Like, we can we're gamers, but we all come from different places. We all are into different shit. We pick up things along the way, you know, and we can share them here. And I, I just love that. I really do. So. Thanks, guys, for sharing these poems. Like, I know that was definitely my pick for the community die, but I, I like hearing it, man. So I'm very appreciative. So, yeah. It was that or Charge of the Light Brigade, but I was like, fuck. They're both good. I, I, I think you picked a good one. All right, man. So, yeah, that was our uh, little poetry time. That one poem. <laughs> that one poem. So now we're heading. We're gonna end our show talking about our overall philosophy. And Kandra, you've been a guest before, so you've kind of given your little dad advice out there. But uh, do you got anything new to say? Anything different? Any sort of retro, or, or just anything you want to touch upon? Any sort of. Um, last time I talked about like people need the will and ability to do things. If you don't have the ability, then your will needs to make up for that, and you'll get there. But the one thing I really want to talk about that I've struggled with personally is just doing the things that I want to do, like being too scared. Like I'm 26. I'm going to graduate college in a couple months. And I took, you know, years off working boring ass, stupid jobs, kind of just using an excuse. Oh, it costs too much. I don't know. It's really what I want to do. Like it's a big commitment. But then like the more I look at it, the more I'm like, fuck man, just find something you want and do it. Cause I'd rather fail at what I'm doing 
and at least be like, man, I tried. Like, <laughs> I tried doing something really cool, and it it didn't work out. You know, I think the worst thing is laying in bed at night, being like, dreaming of what I could be, and not becoming that. So true, bro. So true. That's the worst torture is regret for me. Like, oh, I should have, you know, I should have asked this girl out. Especially when you think, especially when it comes to romance, you're like, oh, that chick was into me and I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But in all aspects of life where I, I didn't take a better job because like, oh, I liked working with this person or uh, it's too, it's too risky. Like I might not succeed or I don't want to be the new guy, or, even with school. Like now that I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck, dude, this is easy. I should have done this. I went to K-State and dropped out because I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and now I'm like, fuck, I should just finish, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of wasted time, I think, is the worst thing. Wasted time and regret make bitter people. And being able to turn around and be like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not going to let that time be wasted. It's going to be valuable experience to be like, all right, I had fun. I had a lot of disappointment, but a lot of fun. And that's that was my free time. Now I'm going to go and fucking get it yeah for sure and you know i think it's okay too because i think some people just need that time to figure out what they want to do because when you're younger you don't know what you want to fucking do you're just eating cereal watching cartoons and masturbating like you have no clue (laughs) what exactly you want to do but it's gonna hit you at some point you're gonna be like man i kind of want to do this I mean, just just go for it right at that moment because whatever it is, that was your first inclination, your first thought, and you can just build and build and let the momentum carry you to the next thing, and you'll you'll find yourself either where you want it to be nearby, or you'll know, okay, this isn't what I wanted. It's time to try something else. Like just just go, just go, and don't be obsessed with money. I used to be that guy who's like. Oh, I'm going to go to this college and get this degree because I'm going to get this job and make this X amount and I can do all this. But are you going to be happy? Like, I know everyone says, oh, like money does buy happiness. But at the same time, it's like, man, I couldn't imagine working 60 hours a week doing something I don't like for what? A day off? (laughs) Like one day you have to yourself and you're like, yes, I have all this money. Now I can, uh, I have to get ready for work tomorrow. So I can't do anything. But, you gotta find what's for you. Like, if you're down for that and that's the life you want to live, go for it. But I ain't down for that. I think we need to shed a light on and or at least change the the vernacular when it comes to the because that whole thing, money doesn't buy happiness. Money buys security, and security could be a false flag for happiness because then you don't have to because without worrying of where the neck, you know what I mean? Because that's like. Mm-hmm. Because you could be happy shoveling shit if you really want. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you're doing it with the right people and the, the right music's going and the right setting. You know what I mean? Like, you could, you could have a fucking blast doing that shit. But, you know, the reality of the of the world is, the, at least the one that we live in now where everything is so monetarily based, it's, yeah, no, money does not buy you happiness. That is really, but it does buy you security. And... Man, this is a tough one. I don't so know. So it's like... Man. So it's like, what's it called? It's like, it, like for right now, I'm at, uh, I'm a little underfunded in the world that, that I that I normally am. I'm usually doing okay, but I'm not to look for any hands out for the moment because I'm going to be fine. I just got to pick up some more OT. But 
We keep buying swords. That's yeah, that's your hey, problem. Hey, bro. listen. Oh, all right. wants to hear about that shit, okay? You, you... He finds a $2,000 sword, and he's like, I'm struggling. Like, yeah. what? Hey, it's for, it's for the journey, all right? It's for my actual mission that I'm doing. But the job that I'm working right now is not – I'm good at it, but it's not me. I'm more than that. You know, people mm-hmm. are so much more than what they – job you know put their title as of whatever job that they have there's much more than that and we need to focus on that focus on the the human side of you not just the professional side of you i mean yeah be good at your profession so you could have that security so you could have that thing to keep putting food on your table and doing anything but if it's soul crushing soul killing work then you're not you're just feeding a dead person mm-hmm. so yeah that that whole thing is where uh, yeah i'm happy i'm still i i hate listen like i said i'm not worried about the money i'm not I'm going to get it back some way because I have a job. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to just yeah. put in more hours. So it's fine. But, but into put, putting it into pre- that perspective though, of saying how it does by security, it does by the thing where, like, yeah, this is struggle week right now. Mabel and I are going to be eating a really regular ass, like, you know, basic diet because, you know, I, I, I got to wait for my paycheck coming tomorrow. Then I'll, right. I'll ramen noodles and hot dogs. We already know, right? bro. You know, so that's how it goes. But I'm fine with that because I don't need some fucking five course lobster fucking whatever the fuck meal to bring me happiness. Yeah. My happiness I mean, comes you, from the fact that I'm doing what I got to do. And the money living is just your means. That's no, that's what most people should do. Right? I don't know. Money is tough because it's like once you have enough of it, it kind of just disappears. It doesn't even matter to you. Like that's and these are fucking kids. On some random island in the middle of the <laughs> Well, let's hope it doesn't go that far. But, <laughs> but that's where you end up, bro. All the most powerful people are on Epstein's island. And you're like, damn, is that what happened? Well, you don't have, you have to worry about food. You, yeah, you have that five-course meal too many times. And you're like, kids are cool. Like, <laughs> how, does that <laughs> how does that work? Oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> I was having this conversation with Mike one day. And it was like, you think that they just... Since at some point, all that money does make you somewhat, you don't have to worry about laws. Any law becomes a a, a fine that you could easily pay. So when you don't have to worry about the little vices of, oh, I smoke a little bit of weed or I do a little bit of that. They they have the money. It's like they have to go to those disgusting lengths of, oh, okay, if I'm going to be sinning, this is my sin. Because normal people people have this sin. I don't know. I think the kid stuff has a lot to do with because you you can buy anything, but you can't buy youth. And I wonder if that's like because in order to be really successful, you gotta either be born into this fucked up family that's wealthy, but we know all the dysfunction that comes with that, or you have to like fucking do crazy shit to get there. Like nobody looks like ignoring his politics. Nobody looks at Donald Trump and is like, you mean the guy who's had like some of the most beautiful women on earth. And you think that dude doesn't have some weird shit going on. Uh, I mean, this my- is true. This is true. The, 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 or just saying like the people who want to be in those positions of power, the people that want to be in control of all that vast wealth, they're not regular people. Hillary Clinton is not a normal woman. You'd sit and talk to You'd be like, this woman's psychotic. She <laughs> keeps talking about some dude in Africa. They killed. I don't know what's going on. Oh my goodness. Right. So yeah, that could be another thing too, where it's the people who are, they have that crazy drive. They have that capital for whether they come from old money. They have the, or they have just a crazy enough thing to just, you know, like Elon Musk life where he's like works 25 
hours a, a day, fucking eight <laughs> days a week. You know what I mean? Like you just or Jeff Bezos kids. or any. any <laughs> all. He's trying to repopulate the earth for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, hey, Elon he's a is. successful African American man. <laughs> well, that's that's true. true. <laughs> and but those, like you said, they, these aren't normal people. So of course they're going to have some weird shit no. going on. So maybe that's where that comes out in. Or like you said, the whole thing with youth of they didn't have a youth like that. They didn't have that whole, you know, able to. I'm not trying to make excuses, but like, I was about I to say, like, you're, you're you're making some weird excuses just for crazy bad people. No, I hope like, they all get killed. I really do. Uh, that's that's my opinion. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, well, you know, feel bad. No, fucking bring them out back and put two in the back of their head. Like, that's how I see it. But, I mean, just, I'm just, like I said, if I could just t- take a brain apart and look at what the fuck's going on inside without getting arrested for it, that's what I want to do. But, you know, it's... <laughs> I, just, I can't help myself. Bad people. Like, I don't think it's it has anything to do with the money. I think it's the morality. Like, money can't buy you morality. That's the real thing. That's like, true. You Isn't need... it like power shows you who you really are? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Does it, though? I mean, I, I... I don't think... I think it shows you who you are. Like, if you're a good person with power, you're fine. But if you're, like, a guy who thinks something, you know, like Epstein, who gets all this money, and then he's like, oh, well... Then it shows who he really is. I mean, like, well, then also at some point that that power will put you into positions where there sometimes is no good option. You have to choose between the lesser of two evils every time. And yeah, it's... but how does that compare to fucking kids? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm not saying that it goes from one to the other, but I'm, I'm saying, saying that... money can't buy you morality, dude. Like, you you have to have some type of code. You have to have some type of ethical consideration. You there's no you have to be able to justify your actions and really live with yourself and live within right so now i'm saying means. how many how many of those zero sum wins how many times you have to be forced to make decisions where it's either ten thousand people go hungry or seven thousand people go blind bro or, but there's or, no or like there's or... no... you think that you, you so you mean to tell me you think epstein somehow Ended no. up in a situation where we're not, just no, like, no, no. I'm not talking about that sick fuck. I'm talking okay, about just the regular. Say, like... <laughs> the quote of absolute power crypto absolutely of where I could see it to where if I just regular old spec, but then again, mm-hmm. like I said, regular old specs a fucking idiot, and probably needs to get brought up back a shot a couple times just because I'm fucking dumb. Uh, but you put me in a position where I am inherently I try to do good. Sure, I'm a piece of shit person, but I try to be a better piece of shit than I was the day before. And I try to do as much good as I can. And I try to help out people where I can. But I'm, but that's because I'm not rich. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in a position right now, and I don't, or I'm not in that powerful position right now where I have the. And if you were, will of a country. Try to be better. But no, what I'm saying is, if I have a, if I'm brought two things, all right, here's the decision you have to make, and I have to sit because, like you said, Sadie, you got to choose one. It's there's yeah. going to be a thing where it's like, OK, am I willing to live and justify with the fact that I just caused horrible things to happen for someone, even when I don't want it to. But that's the options that are presented against me. Bro, my my whole thing is just don't ever pick fuck a kid. That's my whole thing. Like, I, I don't <laughs> that's that's I'm not even bringing it to fuck a kid. But OK, yeah, that's a definite. That, let's thank let's you. put that out there. Number yeah. one. So no yeah. one gets confused. Don't fuck kids. Number two is though. So whatever money you're talking about is irrelevant to that situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like morality is more. I'm important. changing the topic, but okay. If you want to keep no, going no. back to fucking kids, then okay. No, we're gonna talk I, fucking kids. I'm talking about. You said absolute power corrupts absolutely. My point is, 
not if you have morals, like not if you have a code that you live by where you there are lines you won't cross and things you won't do. Like whatever choices you have to make, there's always the choice of not making a choice as well. Like if it saves more people or does better, like yeah, you there are better options to make. It's always it's not always the lesser of two evils. No, sometimes you can just do good. Like <laughs> You know, or sometimes you can just do nothing. Or sometimes I'm talking. I'm talking more like the trolley cart issue. Yeah, if, if that's if that's what I'm talking about. Where it's like if you do nothing, it's not like the train's gonna stop. The train's no. still gonna either run over one one person or five people. Sure. So how For many sure. times do you have to make a decision where you're either killing one person or five people? How many times are you gonna do that before that gets to you and you become that person where you see like, oh well, there's already blood on my hands. Fuck it. Like, no, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I've never been put in that position, so I can't. I don't say. know if it comes like, oh, there's already blood on my hands. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I think you just start looking at everything as, as numbers, like a general, like a general. Like when he's the first starts off as an officer and he's commanding people, he might get torn up because like he sent his men out and they died. Yeah, he he loses the squad, and that yeah, that's good. The longer he's, he's there, yeah, the longer he's in there, then he's like, oh, I lose ten thousand. That's that's fine. Only ten thousand. Well, yeah, you have to make the choice of, okay, either I lose ten thousand and win this battle and win this war or whatever, or I lo- I could lose less, but be at a disadvantage. It's, I mean, it's really just strategy and how you think. Because you could argue like, oh yes, well if you just did nothing as you were being invaded, well yeah, the people aren't going to die. But, I mean, that's the French strategy in World War Two. They did nothing and they lost, and that didn't end up very well for them. Damn. In reality, they didn't change. Like they thought, oh, we're gonna just dig some tunnels, and we're we're back at it, boys. And the Panzers just went around them, right? And I don't know. I mean, if you ask the Jews in France, I'm sure they'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> like, <laughs> did not end well for them at all. Yeah. Right. So, it's, so doing nothing wasn't even a good option, anyway. So it's well, that's all I'm saying. Like, there's when you uh, there's get no put into easy... those positions, and there's no easy option. How many times are you gonna yeah. pick the? Like I said, the lesser of the evils before you become the evil that you're doing, you know? I don't see how, like, I, I just don't see it because I, I always feel like there's something else I can do. And I'm not really interested in, like, weird hypotheticals where, you know, I'm forced into these kind of situations because I've never been forced into a situation where there's a gun to my head and I have a gun to someone else's head. Like, that just doesn't seem like a situation normal people get into, especially if you're the kind of person who's trying to help people and do good things. More than likely, you'll end up in some place where you're passing out food or clothes or, you know, like, you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself in a situation where you don't have to do this shit, you know, like, only bad people end up in bad situations like that is my point. Like if you have more, if you have a code and morals, you won't find yourself in these fucked up situations. Now, yes, there are bad actors in the world who will try to do bad things to you. And that's bad. Unfortunately, there are bad people everywhere. Like you just have to be aware of that. But if you're doing good and you're trying to put good into the world, you'll probably more than likely get it back from your family, your friends, you know, things around you. I, I just don't, I don't see how these like, no, but you got to do this. But you, you won't be, be rich. You won't be rich and powerful. You will just be a really, really good person. The the, the rich we'll and powerful see. and the well, and the obscenely wealthy and the royalty, they're all pieces of shit. So like, perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Okay. We, think, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're gonna say no, I was going to say, I think in order to stay on top, you got to be a piece of shit. 
I think in order to get there, you can probably be a good person, but to stay there, to stay there, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to, I guess, fuck some kids for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ! (laughs) If if we're gonna keep talking about this, Eddie, you know, we're gonna keep going (gasps) full circle. No. Anyway, we're ending the show. No one here fucks kids. Um, let's uh, go into the ending here. What the? That was a great talk. That was that was really good. I had a lot of fun. Um. What are we doing next? What's do we have winners? We have uh, things well, coming um, up. Um, well, we are going to, like I said before, we're going to be launching the anime at gunpoint coming up mm-hmm. next Wednesday. That'll be our first episode. Uh, Cancho, do you want to do a little bit of talking about that? What, what you got planned for it? What you got for the? Because you might remember you were you were telling me all these good ideas that you had going mm-hmm. on. Well, spec is for people who may just be listening for the first time is Asian, and he hates anime. But he loves westerns, and I am white, and I love anime, and I'm indifferent on westerns. So we thought it'd be funny to force him to watch anime. Western animes? No, we're gonna. We think we're gonna break it up, and like one week we might watch a western movie, and the next week we might do anime. We haven't decided on that yet. Mm, okay. <clears throat> but the format's gonna really be like we're gonna try and talk about like the artist. So I will butcher their names because fuck. <laughs> but I'll try to give like a good synopsis and like Attack on Titan I've seen. Uh, he hadn't seen it. So that was our first episode. And it's, I didn't realize how hard it is to not spoil something for someone when they ask questions. Hmm. So Spec already know some of the stuff like popular culture, people turn into Titans and shit like that. So uh, that, that was so, and it was, wild to watch an anime that you've seen before from the beginning and you're like oh shit i forgot how good this is <laughs> um so. i'm glad you're exposing him to some good shit i really am yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah and i can't wait to have you on study to, to bring on one of yours that you wanted me to watch you know mm-hmm. if it's, you know you could be able to talk about it be all in depth and we'll have that because cancho's got a nice format set up for how he wants to uh, interview guests and stuff like that so i think that's it's gonna mm-hmm. be a fun time it's gonna be a blast hope you guys tune in for it we're gonna be putting out on the same channel so it's gonna just have a different title card type thing you know we're just gonna mm-hmm. say like this is you know we wednesday content this isn't gonna be i think we could do something with like the seasons i saw when it comes to me uploading shit so we'll figure it out it'll all it'll all work out great for so sorry i have one more question before we get into the winner um is it gonna be episode by episode or are you doing just like binge watch for over a week and then come back and talk about the season or like how how are you guys gonna uh do this? so <clears throat> we'll record the beginning and then so far we just watched three episodes right after that mm-hmm. um i was gonna have it some of them i was like oh well it's kind of tough because we were going to do one episode but i'm like man you don't really get the feel for an anime like there's some animes that you can just okay this is what it's about if you don't like it you don't have to watch it goblin slayer but everything else (laughs) (laughs) like attack on titan like first episode is wild and then the next i think the next one is pretty good and then it kind of then it tapers off and then it builds back up so like he said uh, fuck it, I guess I'll spoil it, but he's gonna keep watching it, and then whenever he finishes one, uh, we're gonna do like an autopsy of it, mm, like break down what we so like. It's gonna be like. kind of like crunched down, so distilled. Yeah. Okay, I like that. That's great. Yeah, and there's some we we both seen like a villain saga, so we might just do a quick autopsy on that for one week, where we can't 
sit down and watch the whole fucking thing. Dude, autopsy. I like that. Anime autopsy. That just sounds fucking like something on Annie or something. I don't know, but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Cut shit. off a waifu pillow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on to our winner this week. Who who do we have? Anyway, I got and I'll, see, I don't know if you want me to re-roll this or not, Seti. What do you mean? Because your wife won. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah, your wife, She's a, she was number 24 on the list, and number 24 came up. So I don't know if you want me to re-roll it or if you want me to take her out. I don't know, but she won, brother. You want me to take her out. Just give her the goddamn gift card. All right, there we go. <laughs> going to put her in for, didn't know if we want to not play favorites here or whatever. 10, 19, just so I know the winner for that one. Awesome! Thanks, and congratulations to Stephanie. That's my wife. She won this week. That's cute. Congrats, Steph. She listens to the show as well. Like, she actually does listen, which surprises me, because she listens to audiobooks and watches all these fucking um, terrible, terrible fucking reality TV shows. But she does make time to actually tune into the show, so thank you. I think because she misses her husband. Mrs. Her husband is so busy building an empire. Here you go. Anyway, before we start <laughs> dissecting my marriage, okay? This is like... <laughs> Damn. That's Dr. Right. Speck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, so guys. So that concludes it for this week, guys. We love you, and we hope everything goes great for you in the following week. And we'll catch you next time. And then also stay tuned for Weeb Wednesday content. We love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Later.